Now you know why they don't let me sing with them. <laughs> There's no harmony with my voice, amen? And I'd mess up that harmony. Let me, let me say this this morning. Uh, let me give a shout out to Aunt Gail and Aunt Teresa. That's Doug's aunt. And, uh, they're watching live streaming. And uh, we're missing you this morning. We've got, we got some of the family here. But we're glad that uh, you're watching by live stream. And, and uh, we want to give a shout out to you. Appreciate you watching by live stream. If you would, please stand and take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read one verse there. Then we'll go over to Genesis chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And then we'll go over to Genesis chapter 3. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible says in verse 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. When you consider this verse and the meaning of it, it reveals to us that there's two ways of living. You can either live by faith or you can live by sight. Sad to say, most today are living by sight. Saved and lost alike are living by sight. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Throughout the New Testament, in the Old Testament, we have a, an example, we have a picture that's been painted so vividly for us of how people have lived their lives, some by faith and some by sight. We're going to be, hopefully, next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of these examples and, and considering what uh, how they live, that we might learn from that. So I want to approach this verse, though, to be honest with you, I want to approach this verse from a backwards or a reverse way. It would be more like this, for if we walk by sight and not by faith. If we walk by sight and not by faith. Look with me now at, the, at, in, in, at a very good example of this that's recorded for us in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Again, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Notice here it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit of that therefore, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat." I'd like to preach the message that I've titled, If Not By Faith, Then By Sight. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning asking that you would meet with us. Lord, there is such a need today for us to get this truth. There's such a need for us to understand there's two ways of living, by faith and by sight. So, Lord, help us to live by faith. Help us to learn from the Scripture. 
Help us to draw near to you. Lord, there may be some here today that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. I pray that today might be that day of salvation. I pray, Lord, that they might come to know you as their Lord and Savior before it's eternally too late. But Lord, I pray that every Christian here, that our hearts would be stirred to realize the need to live by faith and not by sight. Have your will and way in the preaching of thy word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. If we was to look at this and, and consider what took place, we find here in Genesis chapter 3 that Eve was deceived by sight. She was deceived by sight. Look there in verse 6. It says, And when the woman saw, when she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Eve was deceived by what she saw, and it led her and Adam down the road of sin. And that sin has been passed on to you and me down through the ages because of what she saw. She began to live by what she saw instead of what she was told. She was told by the Word of God, hey, listen, that she wasn't supposed to eat of that tree. But she lived or she did what she did because of sight. There are those who make a living at uh, deceiving what you see. They're called entertainers. They're called illusionists. They're called illusionists. Back in uh, April of 1983, a, a well-known illusionist, some call them magicians, but they're illusionists, a well-known illusionist by the name of David Copperfield set out to make the Statue of Liberty disappear before everybody's eyes. Some of you may remember that. Some of you don't remember anything. But anyway, <laughs> the fact is, is that they set up there on Liberty Island and uh, where the Statue of Liberty is, and Ellis Island, and they set, they set up there uh, a stage, and people literally came and sat on the stage, and then it was broadcast on national TV. And David Copperfield's claim was, I'm going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear before your eyes. I actually watched it on TV and seen and watched what took place. So it wasn't just merely cameras that they changed it or, or edited, but people were literally sitting on a stage there watching this take place. They had two towers set up beside the stage that, so that they could drape a cloth, bring a, a cloth down and to cover while he was doing this act to make it disappear. It was at night and they had the light shining on the Statue of Liberty. And so all of a sudden now they drop this, this curtain uh, through this so that people do not see. And he begins to talk and he begins to tell about how that he's going to make this disappear and, and so forth. And the next thing you know, they raise the curtain and the Statue of Liberty is gone. The people on the stage, you hear them, oh, and the Statue of Liberty is gone. They have a helicopter that's flying over, taking uh, a spotlight and flashing back and forth to show that the, the people that the Statue of Liberty was not there. You say, how did he do that? That platform, which the camera set on and which the people set on, literally was made so it would turn ever so slightly. And those towers were made so that one would line up and cut the eyesight of the people on the stage from being able to see the Statue of Liberty. The lights that they used were turned on real bright so that 
it created a, uh, a, a night blindness, you might say, to any portion of where the Statue of Liberty might, a reflection of it might have been seen. And it was an illusion. And he deceived the people with an illusion by what they saw. I remember watching that, and as that curtain went up, the Statue of Liberty was gone. I, and I remember them flying the, 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 uh, the helicopter, and you could see the, the spotlights on the helicopter fanning back and forth to show that there was no there. All they could see was out into the ocean. Well, that's all where they was really looking because it had turned enough so they couldn't see it. And the tower hid the Statue of Liberty. He said, well, bring it back, and they dropped the curtain, and they changed things back and lifted the curtain, and there was the Statue of Liberty. It was an illusion. It was deception. Everybody in their mind knew he didn't make it really disappear. But when the curtain lifted, in their mind, it was, it's gone. And they were deceived by what they saw. Not by what was really there. Not by the truth of the matter. The Statue of Liberty never disappeared. But it disappeared from their eyes. They were deceived. Most of us uh, over the years, I remember as a child we used to take and, and we'd have a pencil and we'd say, oh, this thing's made out of rubber. Oh, it's not either. Look, look. And they'd, they'd take it and say, well, I can make it bend. And you take it and go like this here real fast like that. And it looks like that. That pencil's bending up and down. And it's an illusion. It deceives the eyes. Many times what we see today, it's deceiving us. Eve, and when she was in the garden there, she looked upon the fruit of that tree that she knew that she had already been told that she was not to look at or not to taste or not to eat. But she was deceived. You see, today there's an, another one besides David Copperfield and the others who are illusionists. There's another one that goes about that's trying to deceive. It began in the garden as Satan began to deceive uh, Eve. And how he deceived her was by what she saw. And he began to talk to her and, and, and talk about how good it was. And he began to deceive her looking upon it as she desired to have it. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Today the world is living in deception. Most people today are not living by faith and by truth. Most people today are living by what they see. And it's deception. They're being deceived. They're thinking that it's something that it's really not. And Satan is a master at causing you to think that something is what it's not. If he can get you to see something, he can deceive you many times when you're not living by faith. We're living in a day of that deception when man is being deceived to think good is evil and evil is good. All around us, I mean, we see it every day on the news. They're calling good evil. They're calling evil good. And people are swallowing it right and left. Why? Because they're not living by faith. They're living by sight. They, the, the, the cameras of uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the news people today, they never put the cameras on something and give you necessarily the whole truth. They just give you a picture of what they want you to see in order to deceive you, to make their case. 
uh, we see it over and over and over again. So there's the deception that we're living in this world. Isaiah says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Deceived. Living by sight, not by thus saith the Lord. We're living in a great time of religious deception also. There's a lot of churches out there that are not preaching the gospel. But they are, are, are trying to get people to, to live by sight and not by, not by faith and not trust the Lord. Not living in accordance to God's word. When you get into the word of God and you begin to look at the, what the Bible says. You see, if we go back to the garden, the Lord had already told Eve what to do and what not to do. But Satan deceived her to get her to keep from, from listening to the word of God and cause her to look upon something that looked good. That seemed to make sense to her. You see, Eve knew the word of God. In, in chapter one there, or chapter 3 there, in, in, in verse 2 it says, And the woman said unto Satan, we, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. She knew what the, God had said. She knew what God had said. And yet by looking upon the fruit of that tree, she became deceived. She disregarded the word of God and did not choose to put her faith in, in what the Lord had said. You see, her faith would have said, wait a minute, don't eat of that because you'll die. Because of what the uh, a holy God said that would have been faith putting faith in what God said saying his word is true but instead what did she do she looked at it so oh, it's it looks really good how could something that looks so good be so wrong hmm boy you look in this world and the, that's the that's the sales pitch how could it be wrong look at it every Body is doing it. Can I tell you something? Everybody's not doing it. Can, can I meddle just for a minute? You young ladies and you young men in here, listen to me. The world tells you that everybody is, is becoming uh, 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 sexually uh, uh, active uh, with one another, and it's okay that everybody's doing it. Can I tell you something? That's a lie. Not everybody's doing it. It's a lie. It's deceiving. They put it on TV as though it's a common thing and it's everything's all right and, and just live your life any old way. It's okay. Everybody's doing it. And they put it on the TV. You see it, you see it, you see it, you see it. Say, so, well, we live. This is 2021. We don't live back in the, in the 60s and the 50s. Things have changed. The only thing that has changed is that the deception has become greater. Destroying young people's lives. Destroying older people's lives. Destroying everybody's lives by the deception that, that we, by what we see today. And so many times today we don't realize that it's the whole plan of Satan just like it was with Eve. To get us to look at something and say, well, it must not be so bad. There in verse 16 it says, And when the woman saw, and when she saw, what, did, what happened when she saw? She gave up what she believed. 
And the world today and Satan today wants you to see something and give up what you know is true according to the word of God. We're living in a day of deception. We're to walk by faith, not by sight. And yet today so many are walking by sight instead of by faith. You see, when she saw and that the tree was good for food and that it, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired. Notice that a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. She listened to the wrong voice. She looked at the wrong thing. She lusted after that which was forbidden. She longed for something that God didn't want her to have. And she got what she wanted, but she lost what she had. She got what she wanted, but she lost what she had. My friend, I want you to understand something. She lived by sight and was deceived by sight. Instead of walking by faith in God's word, which had been spoken to her by God himself, it wasn't like she was holding a book and says, wait a minute, let me look here. Oh yeah, I remember that. Over in, Gen over in Genesis uh, uh, chapter uh, 2, the Lord said that we're not supposed to eat that tree. No. God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. And I guarantee you that Adam shared with Eve everything that God said, or Eve heard everything that God said too. And he said, don't eat of that tree. For the day that you eat of that tree... He said, you'll die. So she knew what the truth was. Can I tell you today, many Christians know what the truth is, but they're living by sight and not by faith. In faith, trusting what God has said and what God wants to do in their hearts and lives. So, preacher, what is this faith that we're to walk by? 2 Corinthians 5 there says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So what is this faith? Faith is not just another illusion that you pull out of, out of the air, but it's based upon truth, one, one that, uh, and the one that is truth. It's based upon the Word of God. It's based upon God Himself. Jesus Christ said I, that He was the Word. In, in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, he says, Then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Can I tell you this morning that Within this book, if we want to live by faith, we want to walk by faith, walk by this book. He said, Hear, uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so we hold in our hands that which we should walk in faith in. The word of God. Not by sight what we see that the world is doing. Not by sight what the world says we need to do. But by faith. How does it stack up by the word of God? Today we are deceived many times. This book is true from cover to cover. And I believe the cover is even true. You say, what do you mean the cover is true? It says right there on the back of it, it says, Holy Bible. I believe it's true. Amen. So I believe the Word of God is true. Jesus Christ is truth and the Word. And I can, and I can by faith, uh, I can put my trust in the Lord and I can put my faith in the Word of God because His Word's eternal. It's not something that's changing. You see, today we have in our in our nation, we have a, a, a group of, of people who want to change the, the constitution of this nation because they want it to be what they are instead of what the founding fathers set down for it to be. But my friend, also in our churches and in our, in our cities and in our towns and in our seminaries and in our uh, Bible colleges, many are wanting to change what the Bible says. 
But my friend, the Bible says that, that it was settled long ago. Long ago, and it's not to be changed. In fact, the Lord gives a warning in, in Revelations, the uh, last chapter of Revelations, that anyone that would add to this book, that he would add the plagues of this book to them. And anybody that would take away from this book, he would take their name out of the, the Lamb's book of life. I know we're in Psalms 119.89. It says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If you want to change the word of God, can I tell you where you got to go? You got to go to heaven. You got to go before the one that wrote it. You got to go before the one that settled it long ago. It said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. This faith that we, this, this is the faith that we're to walk by. This is the faith that we're to hear from, from, from the God of heaven through. This is the faith that we will lead us and guide us through the obstacles of this life. When there's a difficulty, difficult problem come, you don't trust what you see. You trust what the, the, the Word of God says. You trust what the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within you, if you're saved, tells you to do. And yet today we look at situations in our lives and we say, well, this is, this is what's taking place. I can see this and I can see this. Back up for a minute. What's God say about it? Before you act upon that, back up a minute. What does God say about it? We're to live by faith, not by the way things appear. Can I tell you something? That Satan will cause things to appear that are not there. Satan will cause you to think things that are not true. Satan will cause you to be deceived by sight, that he might get you to walk by sight and not by faith. Every one of us are guilty of that. We see a situation and we judge it before we go to the Word of God. Before we stand with the Lord and say, wait a minute, Lord, what do you want? What do you say? How should I handle this? What should this be in my life? And we can walk by faith when we get into the Word of God and begin to trust what God's Word says according to the Bible. Notice here. Eve lost some privileges. Eve lost some important privileges because of what she did by living by sight and not by faith. She lived a per, in a perfect world. Can you stop and imagine what, uh, what the Garden of Eden was like? There was no sin. There was no, there was no, uh, no IRS, amen. <clears throat> there was no sin. There was, there was no pain. There was no, you know, I, I've, been, I've been working on our back deck trying to, to get it in good shape so I could reseal it and everything. So I, instead of just pressure washing first, I sanded that whole thing down. And it's hot. And I'd, I'd, I'd quit every once in a while and go get me some iced tea. You got to have iced tea when you're working in the heat, amen? Sweet tea. For you northerners, it's sweet tea. And I would walk in and I would just, my whole shirt would be wet, just wringing wet. Can I tell you something? Number one, you wouldn't have had to have resealed the deck in the garden. But if you had to have, you wouldn't have had to sweat. There'd have been no sweat. Preacher, it's perspiration. It's sweat. 
It's sweat. If you don't believe me, I'll show you a verse here because it talks about that the man is going to work by the sweat of his brow, by the sweat of his face. God didn't say perspire. He said sweat. You say, well, what's perspiring? That's those boys that sit inside all the time and get wet under the arms because they're nervous. That's, that's perspiring. Sweat is when you work. There was no pain. There was no COVID. There was no illness. There was no death. She lived in a perfect environment. There has never, ever been another perfect environment. And can I say there never will be until the Lord ends this world and brings down the new one. The fact is, is that we live in an imperfect environment. It doesn't matter what people say they can do to make it better. It's not going to get better. In fact, the Bible says that things will wax worse and worse in the last days. So we can anticipate that. We can expect it. That's an even greater reason to live by faith and not by sight. We can get all upset by looking at everything that's going wrong and everything that's happening and, and all the wickedness and all the violence, and we can, we can wring our hands. No, my friend, don't let your sight upset you. Hey, listen, uh, trust God and, and, and walk by faith Amen. and not by sight. This world would have, and I'll probably deal with this more tonight uh, in the message I'm preaching tonight, but this world wants you to think that there's no more good godly Christians out there anymore. There's no more good churches out there anymore. There's no more people serving God. Can I tell you something? There is. There's still some good Christians out there. There's still some good churches out there. There's still some good godly uh, people serving God and living for God. Amen. But Satan don't want you to think that. Satan don't want you to believe that. This world doesn't want you to believe that. So she lived in a, a perfect world, or you might say, I mean, everything was just great. She was innocent. But she lost some things. She lost paradise. They lost their innocence. Now they would be put out of the garden. would be placed on the earth. She would be, have pain in childbirth. And Adam would have to, to work by the sweat of his brow, his face. In Genesis 3 and verse 16, it says, Unto the woman, he said, this is the Lord speaking to him, he said, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Ladies, if you might want to take that up with Eve when you get to heaven. Because in childbirth, you have pain. Lots of it. I like what the fellow said one time. He asked his wife when she was uh, uh, delivering their child, their first child. He said, does it really hurt? She said, it's bad. He said, I mean, really bad? Yeah, describe it. She said, take your lower lip. He got a hold of it. She said, now pull that up over the top of your head. <laughs> pain. Probably if I take a vote in here, every woman in here would say, I think a man ought to have to go through it once. I praise God every day I was born a man. <laughs> the fact is that now conception, the sorrow and the pain, it says, In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and, does, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of the, which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. 
Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to, to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, and dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. I imagine if you talk to Brother Jimmy or, or, or Brother Curtis over here, that, and different ones that farm, Brother and different ones that farm around and everything, and, and, and Brother Dale, and you, they'd say, hey, you know what, the, there's a curse on this ground. Now it seems like we've overcome it with a lot of with a lot of uh, modifications to the seed and and, and fertilizers and, and and all this sort of stuff. But you know what? They still have to use the herbicides and or are, are good out there. I mean, you know, hold the garden. You, you know, the weeds grow up around it and it'll choke it out. Or or you got the thorns, you got the thistles, you got all that junk in the garden. It's a curse. How come the curse, preacher? Why why do we have to do all this? Why is it so hard to raise a crop? Because one day a woman saw and was deceived and lived by sight instead of faith. Preacher, why do we have all the abortion, all the illegitimate children being born? Because one day a, a woman saw And she was deceived. Instead of living by faith and obeying what God said and trusting what he said, she lived by sight. Preacher, why? Why is there so much crime? Why did they have at that ball game last night, why did they have those people that were shot in, in other places and maybe Chicago and different places, people shot and killed? Because one day a woman saw and it looked good. And she was deceived. And she listened to the wrong voice. And she looked at the wrong thing. And she lusted and longed for the wrong thing. And she walked by sight and not by faith. Preacher, why do I have trouble with my my life generally because we walk by sight and not by faith trusting what God has said if you don't believe me check it out you got the book you got the book you know I, my sander I was using it it tore up and I had to go get another sander and I got that sander out of box that new sander I looked down in there do you know what there was down in there a little white booklet it's called the instructions I said well did you read them no I'm a man <laughs> I put the sandpaper on it went out there and started sanding and then the paper started coming off. I'm thinking, there's an adjustment on here somewhere. And I found it. But I didn't read the instructions. Can I tell you something? I've used sanders before. This wasn't the same brand sander, but basically the same. 
And most of us live by sight of what we've seen and what we think is right instead of by faith of what is right. And we wonder why we struggle so much day in and day out. And we wonder why our minds get drifted off in the wrong direction. Because Satan will take something and he will deceive you into thinking that it's something that it really isn't. Living by sight and not by faith. The Lord made provisions, though, for that which was deceived. Then in verse 21 he said unto Adam, Unto Adam also and unto his wife did the Lord, Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. It's a picture of that which was to come, that Jesus Christ would come, the very Son of God one day. That he would come and he would lay down his life, he would shed his blood, that we might have eternal life. You see, that day was the very first time that blood had ever been shed in history, ever. When the Lord had to kill those innocent animals who had never sinned, who had never done anything wrong, and make coats of skins, for, take their, their fur and make coats of skins for Adam and Eve who had done wrong, who had sinned, who disobeyed God. And so has been the, down through the ages of time, we have disobeyed God, we have rejected God, we have turned from the Lord. We've lived by sight and not by faith. And Jesus Christ came into the world and he made the provision for you and me that we could have eternal life. And he went to the cross and he shed his precious blood that he might be the Savior of the world. And through that precious blood, the Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. But with the shedding of his precious blood at Calvary, and then he rose again the third day from that borrowed tomb. And because he lives, we can live also. My friend, there was provision made that once again that we could come back into fellowship with God. That we could have eternal life. That we could walk with the Lord again like Adam did in the cool of the day. And through Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that he made for us, Oh, my soul, how we can be saved if we'll put our faith and trust in Him. Again, our faith and trust in Him. Today, people say, well, I, I've never seen God. Have you ever seen the wind? No, you haven't seen it. You ever seen your brain? We assume you got one. <laughs> Otherwise, your body wouldn't function. You can't see the Lord with your physical eyes. That's why you live by faith and walk by faith and not by sight. And Satan will constantly try to say, well, you've got to see it. You know, we live in Missouri where, Missouri where the, the, uh, the, the, the saying is, uh, we're the show-me state. Show me. Show me. From the garden on, Satan's been showing us what he wants us to see. He's an illusionist. He's a deceiver. To accomplish that which he wants to do, he's not an entertainer like 
David Copperfield, who admits that's an illusion. He's selling his deceptions and his illusions as the real thing. And people, because they see it, are accepting it. Can I tell you, in your life, individually, in your life, Satan will try to sell you a bill of goods by what you see. Walk by faith, not by sight. Provisions have been made that we might have eternal life. Provisions have been made that we might have the Word of God. Provisions have been made that we might walk by faith and not by sight. As a Christian, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, again, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Let us walk by faith, not by the world's illusions and deceptions. Again, listen, the world will try, young people, listen, the world will try to get you to say, hey, hey, everybody's doing it, you do it, everybody's doing it, see, look, look. That's a deception. That's a deception. Walk by faith, not by sight. Trust God's word, walk according to, uh, to it, not religious deceptions that Satan is trying to pass as the real thing, as the real deal. We got churches today who won't preach the word of God, won't preach against sin. Won't preach that there's a that there's a real hell. There's a there's a lot of there's a so-called churches today that will tell you, well, it's just annihilation. You're just when if you're not saved, you just die and you go back to the ground. You just go back to dust. You're you're just like a dog or a, or a, or a cat or something, and you just could turn back into dust, and that's it. There's churches today will tell you, oh, if you're good enough, you'll get to heaven. There's churches today that tell you, oh, if you, if you put enough money in the offering, you'll go to heaven. Churches today will tell you, boy, if you if you if you do all the good works and try to keep and you keep all the Ten Commandments and you'll get to heaven. If you're if your good outweighs your bad, then you'll get to heaven. It looks good on paper. It looks good when you try to appease your heart and mind. But when you get into the truth of God's word, it's a deception. Even religion today, Satan uses religion to deceive people. I could stand here and I could go after one after another and what's going on in churches today who are accepting all the homosexuality and all the junk and all the everything. You just right, I could just keep on going. It may look good, but it's a deception by Satan. We're to live by faith. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. So in order to walk by faith, you must come to know the author of faith. And the, great, the greater your relationship with, it, with, 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 it, with him is the easier it will become to identify fakes and counterfeits that Satan tries to pass your way. When my mom worked for the bank there in Piedmont, she went to work for them and they had to go through some classes and stuff and and one of the things they did, and she was telling about this, she said they took real money, the real stuff, not the fake stuff, the real money, and they put it in front of them. They said, we want you to study that. You take a $100 bill, and you look at it, you turn it over, and they ask her, what do you see on here? Tell us what you see on here. And they go back and say, no, tell us there's more in there. Tell us more about it. And, they, and she would look at it, and she said, this, 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 this. And, and they say, well, and every one of them is going to be this way. They look at another, maybe a $50 bill, a $20 bill, a $10 bill, a $5 bill, a $1 bill, whatever. 
And they would study that. And she asked him one day, she said, how come you don't show us what the, the counterfeits are like? They said, if you know what the real thing is, you'll spot the counterfeit. Can I tell you something? If you know what the real person is, if you know the real person, Jesus Christ, as your Savior, if you walk with Him day in and day out and get to know Him and know the wonders of His love and the wonders of His mercy and know Him through the Word of God and know Him in your fellowship with Him and in prayer and walk with Him, you'll, when you see the counterfeits, when you see the fakes, you won't be deceived. So much today, the reason Christians are being deceived is because we're not walking with the real one. We're not fellowshipping with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're deceived by the counterfeits that Satan puts out there. The song that they sang this morning, Living by Faith, I care not today what the, the morrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth over everything. And all my worries are vain. Living by faith in Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm safe in his sheltering arm. I'm living by faith and feel no alarm. Though tempests may blow and the storm clouds arise, obscuring the brightness of light. I've, I'm never alarmed at overcast skies. The master looks on the, at the strife. I know that he safely will carry me through no matter what evils betide. Why should I then care, though the tempest may blow, if Jesus walks close to my side? Living by faith in Jesus above, trusting, confiding in his great love. From all, all harm safe in his sheltering arm, I'm living by faith and feel no alarm. We need to cast our eyes and our hearts on the truth on the one way, on the Word of God, on Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And then he said, Paul said this, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, living by faith. Let's not just be deceived by walking by sight, this old world. Let us live and walk according by faith. Faith in God's Word. Living by the Word of God, not by what we see. Satan will try to deceive you whether you're saved or whether you're lost. He will try to deceive you by what you see and what you think you see. Could I put it that way? By what you think you see. Because he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy the church. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy this nation. He wants to destroy the testimony of God. So he will deceive you by what you think you see. The people thought that they seen the Statue of Liberty disappear. But it really didn't. Satan will tell you what you see is true, but it's really not. Eve was deceived by sight. We're to walk by faith, not by sight. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for loving us. And we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your goodness to us. Help us now, Lord, to walk by faith, not by sight. Help us, Lord, to get into the Word of God, to have a relationship with you so that we know what the counterfeits are when we see them. That we're not deceived and pulled away by sight. But help us to trust the Word of God. Help us to trust you, Lord. Help us to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. May we walk by faith, not by sight. Lord, I pray that you be with every Christian here. Encourage and strengthen them. Lord, there may be somebody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ, their Savior, and they've been deceived thinking that they can get to heaven through good works or, or just doing the right things or whatever it might be. Lord, help them to come this morning and receive Jesus Christ with their heart. That they might have eternal life. It'll take faith, but you said you already have given them that measure of faith. Have your will and way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me with your heads bowed?